So, um, what are your favorite moped sounds? I don't know, like touch a fly, was it moving? Like, no, nah, feel free locked up. Sounds like you're fucked, dude. Oh boy! Wop, wop, wop. You fucking blew it. <laughs> Yo, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to Moped Monday Podcast. It has been a hot minute, bro. Like, this is the longest break I've ever had since starting the podcast. I think I've been doing it now for over three years, something around that, like a really long time. And this was the first, like, really, like, truly, like, break. Like, we've missed, like, an episode here or there, but, like, this was, like, uh, a break. So, what's up? Welcome back to Mopin Money Podcast, episode 198. I got to get some shit together for one uh, episode 200. I'm trying to get some like special shit going, you know, for the big two zero zero. But yeah, we're back. We're doing the thing. I'm pumped to be here and life has been crazy. It's been a wild ride. Uh, if you follow me on the internet on the Instagrams and stuff, you kind of might know what the deal is, what's going on. But my little dude, Ezra, uh, my baby boy came five weeks early and was not like expecting it. We were not like completely prepared. <laughs> like my, my wife had like an inkling that like he might come early and he came super early and like low key, like I was at Philly rally the week before he came and I was like, Ooh, I almost blew it. I, <laughs> I almost dropped the ball like really hard. So we're just going to like sweep that under the rug and like act like it never happened. But uh, yeah, dude, um, welcome back to Mopeds. Shit's been crazy in this last month, too. Like, uh, we've had three rallies go down. The Buzzards rally was this weekend in South Carolina. We had the Black Pipes. Uh, we also had the Syndicates rally. Dude, so for everyone who got out and rode and saw the boys and hung out with your friends and had a good time, congrats. I, I hope you had a blast from... From home on the internet, looking through my phone, like living vicariously through everyone, it, it looked like a good time everywhere. So, you know, mad props to you guys. And we do have a guest today. We're we're gonna we're gonna dive right into it. We got uh the homie Andrew from Resto Cycles. Did I say it right? Yes, sir. Resto Cycles, you got Hell it. Oh yeah, I want to make sure I hit it right. You know, sometimes like you're on the sp- I'm on the spot and I and I blow it. Like I might miss it like right out the gate. So I'm like, oh damn it! I, I like I had it on my mind, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, when I made that when I made that name, I was like, all right, we need something. We need something simple about. Yeah. Nothing. Like, nothing too hard to pronounce. Yeah, you're like we're restoring you know? bikes. Like it's got. Yep, pretty like, that, much. That is simple. Like it's easy. <laughs> Yeah, you can pretty much get the gist of what I do by just the name. Hell yeah. Dude, so what's up, bro? Why don't you uh, introduce yourself and tell everyone who you are and where you're from? Yeah, man. So, like you said, uh, my name is Andrew. Um, I kind of run the uh, Resto Cycle social media thing. I, I don't really know what to officially call it. Um, more of like uh it's pretty much just my hobby right now like i got a full-time job i got a wife i got a house you know like i don't have time to full-time do it but um yeah man so that's that's pretty much uh 
pretty much what that all is. Um, oh uh, boy. Did it start as like a, as like a side hustle or was it just like, just the, just the hobby that, that kind of grew out of control like the rest of us? Yeah. So, so, uh, originally, um, I'm from Pennsylvania and I moved up to New York, uh, when I got married. So in PA, a motorcycle license is, um, basically, or a motorcycle permit is basically a motorcycle license down there with like very minor restrictions. But then when you come up to New York, all their laws and stuff, basically long story short is I kind of stopped riding my motorcycle because I've only ever been on a permit. Mm-hmm. And, uh, the one summer I got, dude, I got such a crazy itch. Cause I've been riding, I've been riding a 600 CC bike since I was, 17 mm-hmm. and so being up here i was just going through withdrawal so i was like looking online looking for like other motorcycles and i ran across um a 1982 urban and um nice. yeah man I, I i really do love them I, I still have that bike but um i i i ended up like trading it and i got the bike for like literally next to nothing and I was like, oh yeah, you know, these are pretty cool. Like I'm, I'm learning how to like fix carburetors and stuff. Um, you know, I, I did the, the classic post on Moped Army where I'm like, what's going on? Like, why is all the gas leaking out of my carburetor? And, they're and like, um, insulin, they're just like wrong form, fuck face. Yeah. Yeah. They're like, uh, maybe join the, uh, Honda Express. So, so then, um, you know, I, I kind of started learning about, them. Um, I, I didn't even know they existed until that point. And, uh, so I started to just look online and I found them, um, like locally. I'm like, Oh, these are cool. Oh, what? Like only 150 bucks. So I, I, I bought another one and, uh, figured out like, um, you know, how to work on that one. That was a 1978 Sundancer with mm-hmm. socks. Um, and I was like, wow, these things are really cheap. So, yeah, that's um, the problem, dude, the allure of the cheap moped, like, yeah grabs grabs absolutely. us all like it could be like a bottomless pit of like cheap mopeds that to just become money pits uh, honestly uh yeah man like like if you know me i'm i'm pretty cheap like in general um so it's the perfect hobby for me because you can pick them up cheap you know like you can find them super cheap um and uh so what's it called so so I, you know i found out they existed and um from from that point on i'm like i oh, mean i could just buy up 10 of these but <laughs> but but part of me was like hold on you're ma- you're newly married uh and you can't just use like your money to go buy as many bikes as you want because your money is her money so i was like okay how are we going to do this i want more bikes but i don't want to spend her money yeah. so i started I, I found like you know bicycles little bicycles and uh i buy them for five ten bucks you know on the side of the road sell them for 60 50 bucks and then i just was like flipping bicycles the flip and then the addiction absolutely so so then i i was just flipping bicycles until i could like start afford buying mopeds and then i pretty much started just doing that with mopeds until i just got to where i am now and as of now i yeah i mean i just kind of got into it as uh, it, at first, it was a side hustle, but the only reason I was hustling was to acquire more bikes. It was never really to bring money to myself. It was just so I could surround myself with mopeds and it's, just enjoy it, them and have my buddies ride them. That's stuff, a true you know? addiction, bro. It's it's hard. It bites us like that. 
Like you, oh my gosh, <laughs> you think you, you 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 talk yourself into it, and you convince yourself that what you're doing is for a purpose and for a right cause, but really, it's just to have bikes you can stare at every once in a while. Yeah, dude, seriously, it's like, oh man, I really want a Magnum, and and then, and then you get it, and then you just look at it, and you're like, oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> so nice. I want to kind of go back but but before I go back I want to know right out the gates dude how many bikes and I'm going to go ahead and include frames because that, that's like the project do you currently we're, we're, have in your possession like what's the what's the hoard looking like we're, we're not including frames or we are including I, frames I am including frames because you know well they're pretty much, you know, you, you got the frame to be a bike eventually. The potentials there. Yeah, I got you. Um, oh, boy. If I had to guess. 25. No, 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 no. That's, that's how many, like, Honda Express I own. Um, <laughs> I would say probably close. It's probably closer to 100 than 50. Damn. I would say. Yeah, I got a lot of bikes. And and the, the crazy thing about it is, too, is the, like, the percentage of bikes that are, like, in really nice shape. Yeah. Like, they're not, they're not restored. I'm sure you've seen some of my stuff online, and a lot of my stuff that I show online is really shiny. Mm-hmm. The, they're, they're not like that. Like, but, but they're, you know. Decent. All they need is to be disassembled and done the process. You know what I mean? Like, they're there. Mm-hmm. But. You know, it, they're not just like, oh yeah, that one's missing a motor, that one's missing a back wheel, that one's missing all the handlebar stuff. You're about to become so, the Chad Burke of the North, bro. Dude, I <laughs> am so envious of that guy. He is, he is the dream, man. He's, he's, he's got it going on. I really got to go out and visit him. I think he's only in Ohio, right? No, nah, Chad's out of Michigan. Oh, I thought he was in Ohio for some yeah. reason. Um, if you check the Moped Army calendar, there's actually uh, Chad Burke does a building gather uh, every year, mm-hmm. and uh, this year it's December nine, December eighth through December twelfth, where he hosts like a big like just like wrenching powder coating like weekend at his at his giant warehouse. Really? Yeah. Well, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to discuss that a little bit more because that's really interesting. Yeah, that's yeah. really cool. Yeah, that's really cool. But yeah, I mean, just lurking your like your your Instagram, and and for those who don't know, that is uh, at Resto Cycles on IG, so you can like you know lurk along with us through the while you're listening to the episode. But yeah, absolutely. You definitely have the hoarder pictures, you know, like scooping mm-hmm. up truckfuls of bikes <laughs> at a time. Like it reminds me of like yeah. old school Richmond, like. So I'm from Richmond, Virginia, and my scene here was kind of started by this club called the Hell Satans. And back in the day, they were like going to New Jersey and going to like warehouses down in the Carolinas and coming back with like trailers and pickup truck beds full of mopeds, like to the brim, like overflowing. And they're yeah, all like, they were all like hundred dollar bikes. And that's mm-hmm. kind of like yep. what started mopeds in Richmond was like those guys. So when I see pictures yeah. like that, it kind of like makes me envious and like reminds me of like the old times but i also know the good that, old days yeah I was like, but i also know like my hoarder instincts like i have enough bikes that don't run like i could only yeah, imagine right. having 80 more that didn't run i'd be so like overwhelmed <laughs> yeah and, and and actually i'm i'm in the process right now of like uh i so i recently bought a house and uh i actually didn't know this prior to buying it but my house is actually on commercial land mm-hmm. so uh, I'm actually in the process of 
um, just kind of getting pricing together. But uh, I want to put up a huge shop and like really probably, you know, open a legitimate business of like restoring and I don't know, maybe like open a club or something in Buffalo and Mm -hmm. all kinds of stuff. So I, I mean, yeah, the, 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 the amount of them is ridiculous for like the, the normal person to think about just ha- like, like you're saying, having 80 more non-running bikes. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. So ha- having like, like, here's, here's my, like my gold standard of like mopeds for like the normal person. I was always just mm-hmm. like, all right, cool. You, you need like one stock bike. It, it just runs. It does. It does what it's supposed to do. Maybe it has a pipe on it. Then you have like your, your workhorse fast bike that you like, take the rallies and you go blast with your friends. You do all the fun stuff. It, it rips, but occasionally needs work. So you might have a backup bike. That's kind of fast. That's three. And then at the most, you have one more bike. That's like your project, you know, something you're like, you're working on, you know, Oh, the winter's coming. It's about to get, I'm about to get snowed in for three months. Like, cool. I have something yep. I can work on. And that's like the max of like a normal, <laughs> a normal person should have in mopeds. A lot of people have one. And they just have that one yeah. bike and they work on it all the time and they just keep it running. And it's cool if you have like a duplicate of like the same bike. All right, cool. You got two bikes that all have the same parts. So you're not like buying more stuff. But like once we yeah. get into like, oh, like we, the real addiction happens when like you, you, you learn about mopeds and you see all the different styles and you're just like, dude, yeah. well, I want a maxi, but dude, I want mm-hmm. a Cobra. But dude, I I want one of those motivacan things. The the motor swings that looks cool. Oh, but those, yeah, right. Those, those derbies look rad. Oh, but that chow is like rigid, and that thing's super cool. And like then you start getting into all these different makes and models. And then when you're trying to build them up and buy all this stuff, you have to keep buying more parts and more parts and more parts and more tools. Yep. And like, so I'm kind of envious of the of the guys who like and girls who only have like one make and model. And that's what they stick to. Like they only ride E50s and all their parts are E50s and they have like backups of everything and they never have to worry about it. But <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, b- believe it or not, keeping inventory for parts for specific bikes is typically the, uh, typically the issue. Um, but luckily the, the majority of the people that I take in, like their projects are all hoops and, um, the, the bikes that I daily ride are typically pooks. Um, so, you know, it makes it easy for that, but then you start getting like, like a Gorelli or something or, uh, or a Honda Hobbit, then you actually have to like, you know, you gotta be ready for it in my case. But l- l- like you're saying, the majority of people just have like two bikes that are always good to go. Yeah. It's like, I have like the, I have like the, I'm like a Hobbit dude. That's like my like default bike. If I'm like, okay, like I'm going to grab whatever, like I'm, it's going to be the Hobbit. And I have a ton of extra Hobbit stuff and it's cool to have like that one bike you're really deep into. And then the other ones you kind of like dabble in. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> so at least, you know, your main bikes, you have like a, a plethora of like extra stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I mean, you should see the, I mean, I'm sure compared to some people, uh, not much, but like, like the amount of just E50 stuff I have lying around. It's like, it, it, like, like the other day, I don't know if you saw that my, um, that like ridiculous Christmas poop maxi that I got. Mm-hmm. Um, I destroyed the crankshaft on it and I just have crankshaft lying around. So I just threw that in there and it's like, all right, cool. We're good to go. I used to be so su- like, it's nice to have that. I used to be super jealous of, uh, the homies in Chicago. There's, uh, there's a club called the hot and ready's. 
and the homie Tony from up from up there had like a shelf that just had multiple already built V1 motors. It was like Ooh. bottom ends rebuilt with the same Polini kits, like just like a row of them already built, already ready to go. Like, oh, my bike broke down. You just swap on a new motor and then you put the other one in the queue to get rebuilt again. <laughs> and I was <laughs> my like, my bike broke down, get the 13 millimeter. Yeah. I was like, dude, I was like, that's so sick. Like I, I, I would love to get to a point in my life where I'm like, I just have like fully built motors sitting on the shelf waiting, waiting for the bike. <laughs> That would, yeah, dude, that actually, <laughs> yeah, that, that makes me jealous too. That's awesome. That's like, that's the, really that's cool. like, I'd love that's, to like my, that. that's part of my, like my elder moped dream. My elder moped dream <laughs> is to like downsize the hoarding and like, just have like a couple solid bikes that I love and I never want to get rid of. And then just like backup motors on the shelf and all the fancy parts that I, that a boy could want. <laughs> right. But those fancy parts get expensive, dude. It is. That's the crazy thing. So that's the other, that's the dark side of mopeds. It's like, like, like you're saying, like there were, what lured you to them is that they were so cheap and they're easy to get into. And I always would tell people like, yeah, like mopeds are great. They're fun. They're, you know, they're way easy to work on and wrench and do cool stuff and build them, make them what you want. And comparatively to like cars and trucks and off-roading and overlanding and motorcycles, like the price point is like way way less like you're you're gonna spend Mm -hmm. like a quarter of the money that you would spend on like any of that probably less but when you start getting deep into the hole of like getting the bike that has all the bells and whistles like you start getting your moped into like motorcycle territory yeah i I can't believe like i've seen people saying like oh i got like 2500 invested into this bike and it's like oh (laughs) sir what did you do how did you get down that hole the rabbit holes are but, deep, man. Yeah, I've seen it. I mean, you get some people with like those like double headlighted maxis, and it looks like a completely different bike. You know what I mean? You know, you get that you get that hand you get that handmade custom one off crank pipe that costs you five hundred dollars. Like you know, you follow that up with an HPI and like a a hammer clutch or the new claw or something. You get that Mister Ice Cool fucking deep cooler on the side, like you're you're that's extra thousand bucks in the in the hole already, like twelve hundred like out the gates, you know. Yeah, I got <laughs> mad respect for the people that can put all that kind of stuff together too. Like the amount of like mechanical knowledge you kind of need to get that going. I mean, it's not it's not crazy hard to figure it out, mm-hmm. but just like the people that are just like, oh yeah, I can do that. Right, let me just put that together. Yeah, got crazy respect for those guys. Dude, it's tricky. I mean, I, everyone's got respect. I feel like everyone should have respect for everybody because it's like even the guy who's just fixing stockers. Like, I love working on mopeds. I feel like working on mopeds is part of mopeds. Like, there's some people mm-hmm. who don't enjoy that process of it. But, like, just sitting, like, especially just noticing in this last month I've been so busy that I haven't had any time. Like, I haven't even turned the lights on in my garage in, like, in like, three, in like three weeks. There's bikes just in there. Who knows how many spiders are growing in there right now? Like, I just haven't even looked inside the garage. And I'm just like, dude, like, that release of just being you, just even being able to sit in my garage and play some music and zone out and work on a bike is, like, that's, like, a happy place for me, you know? And dude, I totally get that. That, 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 that. That's my place, too. I mean, yeah, I love riding my bike. Every day after work, I come home and ride. But, like, what it's really about is my day off, Wednesday, I'll come I'll come home and I'll – well, I'll wake up and 
just put like 12 hours into a bike and then my, my wife will get home and I'll be like, look what I did. Look what I did. You know, like I had like an awesome day. It's like, Oh, it turned out amazing. It's, the house is a wreck. Oh, I love you it. didn't clean any dishes. Like the trash is still in the trash. <laughs> Dude. Yeah. Yeah. Seriously. Like five minutes before she gets home, it's like, Oh man, she asked me to take out the trash and Oh, I gotta, you know, there'll Comple- be something. Completely neglected that honeydew list. <laughs> yeah absolutely absolutely you're nailing it yeah dude but like that's what i'm saying like that that part of wrenching is like really fun like to me and like but like wrenching and making bikes fast and doing all the fancy stuff is tricky but it's Mm -hmm. i feel like sometimes because i've been in that hole like i've definitely gone that route of like becoming the guy who like when i had more free time it's like i was you know a guy who was like flipping bikes and doing like a repair work in town it was like cool like you know i got the craigslist ad like you know, if you need work done, here you go. Like, hit me up. And you get, like, all these mm-hmm. random, random bikes, you know, from random people who knows what they've been through. And and buying stockers that you're just trying to, like, get running. And and trying to get a bike to run versus, like, rebuilding a bike is, like, it seems, like, counterproductive, right? Like, in your mind, people are like, yeah, you just buy this bike and you fix it. And it's like, yeah, you buy the bike and you fix it. But then you're dealing with all the issues that you don't know about versus buying a bike and taking it apart and rebuilding it the right way, right out the gates. I feel like sometimes that's yep. faster than like trying to fix a bike and like, cool, I got it to run, but who knows what else is wrong. And it takes you like weeks of trying to like figure out what else is wrong. Yeah. Cause I mean, sometimes you'll get a bike and you'll, you know, replace the, the head gaskets or the, the, the top end gaskets and you'll think that, Oh yeah, I fixed my air leak. And then you didn't actually fix your air leak. Yeah. Or, or, or then, you know, oh no, it's actually a carb issue, you know, and, yeah. and you're just chasing issues, chasing yeah. issues. Like chasing, chasing the moped problem is like, gotta be the worst part of mopeds. Like, Ab- absolutely. I'm like, when in doubt, like you gotta like, I try to like, now at least I think about it like in, in like a hourly thing, like, cool. How long would it take me to completely rebuild this motor with fresh bearings and gaskets? You know, at least the bottom end's brand new. Like, there's fresh bearings, there's fresh mm-hmm. gaskets. I know the bottom end's good. Maybe check the rings while you have it apart. So, you know, Absolutely. out the gates, you know your compression issue is going to be straight. Yep. Which is most of the most of the problem. Unless, like, you know, the car or, or something crazy is, like, clogged up and you, it just isn't breathing. But, like, nine times out of ten, like, that's, like, there was a leak, leak somewhere. <laughs> so, it's, like, how long would it take you to rebuild the bottom end with, you know, bearings, seals, gaskets, and everything's clean? versus how, how how many hours do you plan on spending chasing your tail like once you once yeah, you know, taking like, something off and back on yeah it's like once i feel like i go like more than three hours of like chasing a problem trying to find out what it is and i can't figure it out it's time to rebuild it absolutely because like cause yeah how many more hours are you going to spend like chasing it i spent like days chasing a carb issue before and i was just like, oh dude <laughs> and i was just like absolutely. damn like if I would have just bought a new car, like a, even a clone for 50 bucks or something like that would have saved me. How many, how many days, like how, how many hours I spent just chasing the same problem. And the frustration that you spent while you're wide awake at night thinking, what could it be? <laughs> what is it? Dude, I've, I've, I've legitimately had like nights where I'm defined and I'm like, okay, well I did this. So w- what should I do in the morning? And then it's like, you know, three hours later and I'm like, oh, I should probably go to sleep. Dude, I feel like uh, <laughs> like Edward Coypon, like the hit, I don't know if you follow the uh, the fake Moped Army account on Instagram, 
but like no i don't oh you got to follow that one dude it's great it's hilarious but uh <laughs> he definitely hit the like nail on the head because there's that there's that one meme that's uh you know, I mean, a lot of other people have done it, but it's like the meme where, like, you know, the guy's laying in bed beside the girl, and the girl's and the little girl bubble over her head's like, you know, he's probably thinking of other women or something like yeah. that. But the bubble above the guy's head's like, what's this moped problem? Like, what's the what's the kid? Like, where's that air <laughs> coming from? You know, that's like the hundred percent. Like, it's it's real. That's not a joke. Hundred <laughs> percent. No, it's not. That's that's legitimate. Ladies, that's what your guy's thinking about. If he owns a moped and he's just deep in thought, these he's are, thinking about his moped. Yeah, these are the things that keep us up at night. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, you know, how, how can I afford to buy these new parts? So, like, I think one of the reasons I got into fixing other people's bikes and like and like doing repair work and flipping bikes, like when I was like really doing it, was to feed my own addiction. Like the way you were flipping, bike, the way you were flipping bicycles. So you could buy, get into buying mopeds was the reason I was like flipping mopeds and flipping like bikes and doing repair work so I could afford to buy the parts for my for my own bike. Because it got to a point yeah. for everyone, I mean, yeah. everyone out there, I feel like you get to a point in mopeds where like you realize like it might take you a while before you notice because it's hard, it's a hard thing to notice. It's like um, it's like buying something on Amazon. It's really easy to do and you don't notice how much money you're spending. Until you log on to Amazon's website and go look at your history, which I doubt any of you <laughs> want to do. Like, don't do it. It's really bad. <laughs> but like, it's so it's so easy to spend money. Yeah. with this hobby, it really is. Yeah, it's so easy to spend the money, and it and it adds up. But like the way you do it, like you're doing it incrementally, you're doing it here and there, and like in small little takes, and you're like, oh, this bike was 150 bucks. Oh, that part was only 50 bucks. Oh, like you know, it hits you like that, like mm -hmm. a little nickel and diming, and then. You start to find like if you really step back and look at it, you realize how much money you're spending on this hobby that you like tell yourself is cheap. Oh, this is a cheap hobby. Like, no, this is not skateboards. This is not yo-yos. You're not buying like a $60 video game. Like <laughs> this is like hundreds of dollars, you know, like at a time, like and you're just like going down this hole and keep and you keep digging. And I got to a point where I noticed that I was spending a lot of money on mopeds, but I didn't want to like stop. And I and I enjoy the hobby and I, and it was fun. it's fun to me it's still fun to me so I was like dude I gotta find a way to like keep my hobby money in the hobby I was like all right I got to the point where I was like all right cool I'm not gonna put any more of my own working nine to five money into these bikes I was like if I want to get a part that costs three hundred dollars I need to like make these mopeds earn three hundred dollars <laughs> so I could pay for that part. <laughs> You know what I call it, man? My, my, my number one rule that I, like, as soon as I started realizing that, like, I can end up spending hundreds and hundreds of dollars very easily, my number one rule was always, I don't buy mopeds, mopeds buy mopeds. Yeah. So, like, I, I just, like, mop, I, I call it moped money. Like, literally, like, my money doesn't buy mopeds. My moped's money buys mopeds. Yeah. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, that's, that's the way to justify having so many, yeah. <laughs> or at least I think. <laughs> well, it works. It works out. You know, you buy a bike for 150 bucks and like you fix it and you sell it for 500 bucks. Cool. The 150 bucks goes back into your bank account and then that remaining money can buy you two more mopeds. Absolutely. And that's Those two mopeds can buy you four mopeds. Those yeah. four mopeds can buy you eight. You know, absolutely. And they, and they add up. And then, and then every once in a while you just sell a whole bike and that buys you one part. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Depending on what you're building. Absolutely. <laughs> I feel like that's a hard bullet to bite too for some for a lot of us. I mean, I think about it. I know people who don't 
spend a lot of money on their mopeds. Like they like, you know, they they keep them relatively like mild and cheap. Like cool. mm-hmm. they're, they're in their bike for under 600 bucks, you know, like that's awesome. Like you got a bike for a hundred yeah. bucks or 200 bucks, 300 bucks. And like your bike stayed under $600 total costs. Like that's awesome. That's an awesome feeling. And those people, those people have to be like wondering how crazy we are when they hear about people spending like $300 on one part or like $500 on a pipe or like, what? Like you spent, yeah, a, you, you spent a whole moped on one part. Mike, yes, yes, we <laughs> that did. one moped on that exhaust. <laughs> <laughs> like that'd be funny if you just like I know we've talked about like uh like uh, I had one episode we were joking about like buying furniture, buying stuff for your house, you know, like normal society things that like people need. Like oh, like that coffee table costs like half a moped. Like that couch costs <laughs> two mo. I'm no, there's nowhere buying that couch. That couch costs three mopeds. You know, <laughs> yeah. I do sometimes. Sometimes I'll see like a, a marketplace listing of like a car, and I'll be like, "Hmm, I wonder if six mopeds would buy that car." <laughs> sure, I know you don't want to do this trade, but I'll trade you six mopeds <laughs> for your car. Yeah, totally, bro. I like. Uh, I definitely like refer to my mopeds as my moped savings account. I'm like, listen, <laughs> honey, like the don't worry about it. Like these these this Cobra's worth fifteen hundred dollars easy. Like mm-hmm. like the money's in the bank, dude. We're good. As long as the garage doesn't burn down, we're fine. Yeah, right. Oh man, it's just about the garage burning down. Tell me about it. <laughs> yeah, I mean that that is that is a, a way I like to look at them too. Like they, I mean, the mopeds really can be money in the bank, and I mean recently the the, the prices of mopeds i don't know if it's my fault but like the prices of mopeds are like going up dude and and oh go ahead no i was just saying like um we've definitely had this discussion like multiple times and i think it kind of lands in two different fields there's there's the, the, the 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 side that says that like us as like active moped riders and users and buyers are the ones who make the market Mm-hmm. So, if, so like there's scenes, you know, like, oh yeah, the bikes in our town used to be like, you know, 400 bucks, 300 bucks. And then like, we started flipping bikes and selling mopeds, like taken a lot of the times these mopeds were rebuilt, like gone, yep. gone through, like yep. legit, ready to ride, ready to run, not the like $200 non-running rust bucket when you bought it. Like a lot of the times these bikes have been gone through. And they're legit now, and they have a couple hundred dollars of like extra parts, and then like someone's trying to sell it for you know seven hundred bucks, eight hundred bucks, a thousand bucks, or whatever it may be, and they're driving the market up, selling fixed bikes, and then people will see that these bikes are worth money, and then they're trying to sell their junker moped for you know a thousand dollars. Like oh, like I just saw a bike sell for twelve hundred dollars. Like my bike's worth a thousand dollars. And so it's like a vicious cycle. It's like we drive the market up. But like you drive the market up with like it's not it's not the same bike, you know? Yeah, no, it's completely two different things. Like uh like one time I, I uh a lady had a pook for sale and um she, she she messaged me. She messaged me, she was like, How much would you give me for this? I was like, I'd probably give you you know, like three hundred and fifty bucks. Like it was a nice um uh what is it, uh uh pook uh Max S, like with the mag wheel. Yeah. And she was like, what, like, like, what are you talking about? Like, if you go on Google, uh, right here, the, the last maxi to sell was like 
like $3,500. And it was like, um, it was a bring a trailer. Like, I'm like, oh, uh, <laughs> I don't, I don't think you really know what's going on here, lady. I, you, you know what I mean? Like, like you are right. People see these like gorgeous, pristine, restored bikes. And they're like, that express is selling for $1,200. So my junk, my, my $200 express is definitely worth at least a grand. You know what I mean? It just needs cleaned up. Yeah. I mean, well, there's and the a, card cleaned. There's that thing like the bring a trailer is a hard hit to like, <laughs> to like anything sales because like that, that's like a really like wild market. It's like, yeah, that's oh, a vicious market. It, it like it could have bombed. Like that could that bike could have sold for nothing, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and then it's yeah, like yeah, absolutely. some some idiot drives the price way up and it's like, ooh, you overpaid. And then like some rando sees it. Even even with like bikes that sell on eBay sometimes, you're like, ooh yeah, this bike sold for three thousand dollars. Like I messed dude, we had a I had a conversation with a guy, like some guy posted a bike. It was a decent, decent cobra that he found in a basement in, in DC. And it's like, and he posted on the internet for something absurd, like $5,500, something crazy. And like, whoa, then like, and like people were like tagging me in it. And I'm like, I'm like, dude, I messaged the guy and I'm like, yo, like, bro, like I'm going to be real with you. Like, I normally don't even like, I don't even normally tell people like straight up, but I'm going to like, yo, this is the deal with this bike. And like, he's like, yo, can I call you and talk to you about it? So he got, so we called and I talked to him on the phone and I told him like the whole story about the bike. And I was like, dude, like you're never going to get that much money. Like, yeah, you might see this stuff on the internet and like it might sell for $2,000 if you were in somewhere like New York city or mm-hmm. California or something, but like, you're yeah. not going to get $5,500 for a moped that doesn't run. Like, you know, even if it being a Cobra and like he, yep. lowered, he, I got him to lower the price or whatever. And he's like, Oh, make me, you want to make me an offer? I'm like, bro, you don't want my offer. My offer is not going to be yeah. <laughs> anything I'm near what you want. Sold you. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. I'm like, I got my Cobra like really minty shape that the guy kept indoors and waxed it every night, you know, for 600 bucks. <laughs> like I'm not going to pay you. Any- it's like, yeah, it's like, I'm not going to pay you anywhere near what you want for that thing. <laughs> but like, <laughs> that's, it, it's hard. It's hard. They see these prices and then they, you know, people want to make like an assumption of, the, of what they think their va- the value of their bike is. And it's, nowhere near that. And then the, the market for mopeds really varies on where you live too. So it's, it's, it's hard because in New York bikes are selling for a lot more in California bikes are selling for a lot more, but you hit the Midwest, yep. like people are still finding bikes for a hundred dollars, you know? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And like and the whole thing with us driving up the market too, there's, there's a other, there's a whole other take that I didn't even talk about. There's the, the take that some people have where they're just like, yeah, like we control the market. So when, when I buy bikes and I fix them, I sell them for cheap and that keeps the the price the market low where they're at but at the same time like it's hard to it's that, that's a hard one you know it's like if you put yeah time, yeah if you put There's time a lot and effort there. into a bike no one's paying their mortgage no one's like making a ton of money off flipping mopeds like you know at most you might make 200 dollars at a pop you know like yeah depending on what you're putting into it and the time and effort but like mm-hmm. that's, that's not like you know something to write home about every day, you know, and like some, and like it takes time to sell bikes. No one's buying mopeds every single day. Like, yeah, literally like here you get like a couple of weeks where people are like, Oh, I need a moped. I need a moped. I need a moped. Yeah. yeah. And then it's like nothing for a couple of months. And like, ah, man, I've been trying to sell this bike for a minute. Like we definitely have the times here where like bikes like stack up on, on Facebook marketplace here. And like, no one's buying them. There's like, yep. 
that bike's been on there for weeks. That bike's been on there for a month. That bike's been on there for weeks. And like, who wants to buy them? And like, yeah, right. And I feel like I know all the mopeders here now too. Like everyone that like is really into it. Like we all, we're all friends. So it's like, if it's a, mm-hmm. de- if it's a deal, we're just trying to beat each other to the deal, you know, like, ah, like, haha, I bought, I beat you to the hundred dollar bike. Like you lost, <laughs> <laughs> like you don't even want, I don't even want the bike. I just wanted to beat my friend, you know? <laughs> yeah. Right. Oh, Oh, you were going to pick that up later. Well, I seem to like my offer a little bit more. <laughs> yeah, just yeah, that, that's that's cool. That's cool. You have that competition. I uh, I've tried to get some of my friends into the hobby to, you know, just have some more fun with it. But none of them, none of them are cool enough, I guess. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's hard to get to get people into it. Like that's definitely something I want to get into. Like what like what the scenes like in your area. Like do are there group rides? Do you do you know other people that are riding? And like the whole thing of like you know trying to convince your friends to ride mopeds because that's like how most scenes kind of grow. They, they, they trick their friends into riding. You're just like, Hey, like you should ride this down the street. And they come back with a smile. <laughs> they come back with a smile on their face and you're like, haha, I got them. Yeah. Right. My, my issue is that like, uh, all, all my buddies, are, you know, I rode four bikes with them. So then they get on the moped. It's like, Oh, this can only be 35. <laughs> I'm sorry. Where's your fast one? <laughs> but that's what yeah, you need. I, I don't know. Where, where are your fast mopeds at? I, as of right now, I only have two fast mopeds. I, I'm personally a stock boy. I enjoy going slow mm-hmm. uh, just because I you know, have a 600cc bike. I don't need to go fast on a moped. But I, I have two speeders. I got one Pook, um 70cc. I bought it the way it is. Um, it, it's janky. It's got like a – you're like leaning on that. I, I, I need to change out the bars. And then and then as, as you saw, I got that Christmas bike. That thing does like – 40 40 on flat it could you know obviously do more going downhill but mm-hmm. i mean that's my that's my uh air quote fast bike my 40 mile per hour bike so you gotta turn I mean, one of those I, I, hobbits into a ripper dude i do i i'm actually right now I, I got a hobbit completely disassembled for a customer of mine so that's gonna be the first ever hobbit that i've ever messed with um so that that's going to be interesting. I'm going to have to actually have to like figure out how hobbits work because looking at the motor, it looks a little different. It's kind of it's kind of easy. Like the motor's like in, inside. There's nothing in it, so that's like you know pretty simple. And then like yeah, all yeah, the transmission stuff's on the outside, so that takes a little like getting used to if you never mess with variators and stuff like that. I've done a little bit of variators. I had a customer this year. That I actually was like, yeah, I've never done this, but I could probably do this. And then I felt so bad because, like, I was like, oh yeah, I probably just need to carb clean it. And then, and then, you know, we we went down that rabbit hole where I was like telling her it probably just needs to carb clean. And then she ended up having like bad uh, seals, so I had to then rebuild the whole motor. And then we found out that her variator was completely destroyed, and it was. She, she had bought the bike like barely running, like it idled. Yeah, and uh, you you know, like as we already discussed, you if you don't just tear the thing down, you're you're gonna just waste time and add frustration. Yeah, and especially like when you're dealing with like a customer or someone who like you know they're looking to get a bike done. Like I feel like a lot of times when we would do it, especially I learned this one from my buddy Thomas who used to do the podcast with us. Like um. He, his first question would always be like, what's your budget? Like out the gates, you know, like how much are you willing, mm-hmm. how much are you willing to spend? Because if this is some old bike that's been sitting forever, you're better off 
like especially if you if they're paying by the hour plus parts it's like yo you're gonna be better off with me rebuilding your bottom end and starting so at least you know that part's fresh and spending the money like there out the gates versus like you know us having to like take more time and come back and I'm and you're you're gonna spend just as much money if not more you know if I do some a bunch of other stuff trying to figure it out and then have to go back and rebuild it anyway. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Like 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 you said, that's pretty much my first thing too. Is I always tell them like, listen, we could either do this the cheap way, and you know we could get her get her going for you, get her going good, or we can take the time completely restore it. You know, get the paint restored and you know just take everything apart disassemble it and do it the right way it's, it's yeah, gonna be a little bit more but like you're gonna be so happy when you see it yeah. you know What's what that, I mean? uh, there's like the that tiktok that's like you know pretty popular running around right now like little viral with the uh the template or the the sound effect and it's like all right you can have three things you can have it fast you can have it cheap or you can have yeah. it right <laughs> you get to pick yeah to choose two <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you tell them you get two, and you know it's either like fast and fast and I, I don't even know, but yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, that, that's absolutely. I mean, it's true. Yeah. It really is true. Dude, so like you said, <sighs> like uh, you're from Pennsylvania, and you you know you used to ride mopeds. Did you ever get in the mopeds when you were in Pennsylvania, or this like something you didn't find until you came to New York? Yeah, it was just it was just I. Never, never in PA because I was always riding my sport bike, and and then when I kind of didn't have my sport bike, like when I couldn't legally ride my sport bike, um, I just I got the itch and I just wanted to ride, but I didn't want to get my license because I'm lazy. Yeah. So I just uh, you know found found mopeds, and I'm like, okay, this is awesome. Like I love this. Like I'm I'm still riding a motorcycle, kind of, mm-hmm. um, and now I get to learn how they work mechanically. Yeah. And then I, and, and I've always, I've always been really good at detailing. So then like one of my, my, my favorite, favorite, favorite thing to do is spend 12 hours just restoring the paint. I just love watching the left side of the bike being original and the right side is just all shiny and glossy. <laughs> and it's like and the, the amount of times I've had people tell me, Oh wow, you did a really good job with the paint on it. Like like that like that that's new paint on it, right? It's like nope. You know, that's that's from nineteen seventy eight. Like that's original paint. What's your uh, and that's what's your process what's your process on restoring the paint? Process, I would say uh all purpose cleaner, then degreaser, then um clay bar with a um uh, what is it called? Uh, like a lubricant clay bar with lubricant and then just wax the crap out of it. Yeah. And, and it, and it just goes really good. And you can either do it with your hand or like I have a, uh, a uh, Milwaukee, um, little like polisher mm-hmm. and, uh, yeah. I, and I'll just wax it two, three times and then I'll put a, uh, like a sealant on it and I'll pot, I'll do like a sealant typically twice to, and, and then obviously, I mean, it does, it does depend, you know, I got like, uh, some stuff that I can get like scratches out with and, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Um, do you come there's back just over a lot with, of different ways. Do you come back over with a clear coat or anything or, or no? Um, sometimes, 
sometimes I do. A, a lot of times I don't because the wax really does just kind of bring it back. Yeah. But I mean, over time, you, you know, you, you gotta, you gotta, it's all about ma- maintaining these old things. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I would say that's, that's pretty much my process there for doing paint. That's it. Um, and I mean, it works. I mean, it's, uh, I've been doing this for, I don't know, four years now. And it's, I mean, I'm every bike I do, I learn something new and I was not a handy guy before I got in the moped. And now my, my day job is being a handyman. So like, Mopeds taught me a lot, man. I, I owe a lot to them. Sick. I mean, hand, m- mopeds are like, like they're an easy. They're an easy stepping stone, like to get into like a lot of things. You know, they're an easy stepping stone to get you into riding. So you know, if you want to ride bigger bikes, they're an easy way to start. You know, you twist the throttle and they go. Like they're not yep. going to go so fast. You know, if you make a mistake on a moped, it's super forgiving. Same thing, kind of mm-hmm. like riding like a six hundred. Like a six hundred's way more forgiving than riding some thousand dollar. I mean, some thousand cc leader bike. You know, yeah. Like, there's, there's, there's. That's why they make you know, smaller cc bikes to begin with, like so people can like you know work their way up and like do it. Like, yeah, in a, in a smart, a smart, safe way. And mopeds is like a great way to do that, especially like, if you're trying to make your moped faster. If you're into it, and then you want to progressively get faster. That's a cool thing about mopeds too, because like. Adding a pipe gives you a couple more miles an hour. Oh, you put on a kit, gives you a couple more miles an hour. Oh, you upgrade the car, a couple more miles an hour. And like, as you progressively get faster, like you're not even noticing it because you're, you know, you're riding and your, your riding skills getting better because you're going faster, but you didn't even notice the, the incremental changes. Yeah, absolutely. It just, it just comes natural. And, and I would also say that like, like just tinkering with a moped, is such a confidence booster too, once you get it. Cause like, before mopeds, I would have never touched electrical. Now, now I do. Now I do electrical in my house. Like, yeah. I like fixing my first electrical issue here. Just kind of was like, oh, that makes sense. Because you know, I was looking at like diagrams and stuff, mm-hmm. and I was just trying to figure it out. But you know, it helps to have the taillight in. But you, you know, yeah, you know, and it gives you like the, the confidence to just try. Like a lot of the stuff has to do with trying. Like a lot, our society, I feel, has definitely gone the way of just throwing stuff out and buying it new. Like, you know, a lot of us are guilty of that. Like, you know, oh, this is, this isn't working anymore. Let me throw it away. And like, yeah, you know, there, there's whole businesses, business models built on like fixing things. You know, there's like, I don't, I, we don't have any here, but there's definitely places where like, cool, you bring your coffee machine to this place. And you know, there's people who work there that will help show you how to work on it and how to fix it. And now look, you, your coffee machine works again. And like the same thing with mopeds. <laughs> it, like it just teaches you how to do like simple tasks and like, the fear of taking something apart. It's like, cool. You take it apart and you, and you see that it's not that much to taking it apart. And then assembly is the opposite of disassembly. It's, uh, it's funny. You say coffee, uh, coffee machine, because, uh, that's actually the job they got. They got for me. I don't know if you know what Tim Hortons is, but, uh, it's basically a Dunkin' Donuts. Mm -hmm. You know what that is? Yeah. Um, that's that's the job I do now. I, I work for like a franchise. I just like fix all their machines and it's mainly coffee machines. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it's, I, I, you really learn like the diagnosis pro- uh, process when you start taking apart a bike or like really have to dive into it. You just start to figure out, okay, why is it doing this when it should be doing this? What could be the probable causes of that? And then you just kind of go from there. You just kind of start figuring out. You don't just start hitting it with a hammer. You know what I mean? <laughs> or you could. <laughs> yeah, you could. Sometimes, I mean, sometimes. 
smacking the motor is going to fix it. Like when I'm not going to tell you it's not. When in doubt. I've definitely, yeah, absolutely. I've definitely thrown a bike on the ground before to fix it. Like, oh, I broke a, cl- <laughs> oh, cool, I broke a clutch spring and it was stuck. And I like, I threw my bike on the ground to like break the, 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 the spring free. And I was like, okay, I can get it started, but there is no idling. <laughs> I'm the mechanic. <laughs> Picked it up. I knew what I was doing. Yeah, dude. There's like, um, I don't know. Mopeds are mopeds are great for all all these things. Like all these topics we're talking about. Like they're great for learning. They're great for teaching how to overcome things. And like the whole like diagnosis process. Like the more you deal with the same problem on a moped, the the better you get at diagnosing it. And that's like half the battle of fixing mopeds. It's like only only certain things are gonna break. And like once it's broken on you a couple of times, like cool, like you know what that is as soon as it happens, and so it makes it absolutely. that much faster to fix. Yeah, absolutely, and and it also makes it that much faster to help somebody else out. Yeah, like that. That's the whole reason. Like I, so I got like a YouTube channel too, and because I have so many bikes here, I just decided, you know, I was like, you know what, I'm I'm cleaning a lot of these. Uh, I think I did Suzuki carbs. I was like, I'm cleaning so many Suzuki carbs. Let me just throw one up online i'll just do like the whole process and it's like okay well now now that person such as myself that doesn't want to read how to fix one of these can just watch somebody else yeah. you know what i mean and like now now that guy knows how to do it yeah and it just makes everybody's life a lot easier and it's awesome too like the the thing is like for motorcycles and like cars and trucks and all this stuff there's like such a large like demographic of people and like the just the amount of people that like are into that stuff is huge compared to mopeds like mopeds is yeah. so small and so niche that it's really hard to find a lot of the information you want in different different forms of media like you can always get a moped army and you can hunt through the fucking threads or you can make a post and you can get some help you can go to facebook you know facebook groups and you can get some help you can go to watch some traffic tutorial videos. You can listen to the podcast. You can listen to Second Chance. You can like, there's you know, you can watch Corn Peds videos. There's you know, there's there's not a lot of options for mopeds and content for learning how to like fix these things. But the little bit that's there out really there, is. the little bit that's out there, it's like it's it's good and like we need to make more of it. So you know, I'm glad that you're another person who's out there like doing that and trying to help. You know, even showing yeah, people man. how to start bikes. Like I've watched a couple of your videos. Like cool. There's like three or four different videos on how to start these different bikes. But like you actually take the time to point out the things that are important. You know, a lot of people don't know yeah. about the choke and the auto choke turning off. Like what's an auto choke. If you're coming from a motorcycle or something, you might not know about that, you know? Yeah. You know, it, 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 it's like t- today, actually I was uh, just sitting around and I got a notification from YouTube and somebody on like, it was a, a Tomos Targa that I posted maybe two years ago. And out of nowhere, they just commented and they're like, oh, wow, thanks. Like, that like actually helped. You know, it's like two years later, awesome, I helped somebody. Yeah. You know, it, it, it's just nice to be able to just help somebody figure out how to start it. Because, like, who knows? Like, this is nothing. It's, like, nowhere near modern technology. Yeah. Like Where's I, the start button? <laughs> there's, there's, like, I think there's only, like, two or three mopeds that have an electric start with a button, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah. Urban Express, and I've never seen a Derby, but I'd imagine a Derby has it. Uh, what else? I've seen like there's a Tomos that had a, that had an e-start, you know. Um, and then there's uh the the new Buy Bikes got got a pretty nice electric start. 
fancy tech, you know. But you say the the new like e bikes? Uh, the buy bike. I don't know what that is. It's kind of it kind of looks like a derby. It, they're trying to get them imported to the states. Like uh, Dose down in Atlanta is working on it right now. But there are a couple of them in the states, and they're pretty rad. They it's like a like a new model moped, like a 2020 okay. freshly built moped. You know? Okay. Yeah. 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 I got you. They're cool. Also, like how Tomos was kind of making some like 2020s. Oh uh, yeah, that Tomos America jam. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'll send, you some, I'll send you some pictures. I'll tag you. I'll send you some links or something. Yeah, please do. Yeah. Like, uh, I got some YouTube stuff up, too, but mine's definitely not helping anyone. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, I mean, it's all its all just, it all comes down to mopeds, and, and if you're having fun with it, then that's all really, that, that's really all that actually all right, if matters. You wanna, if you want to learn how to split an E50 with uh, fire, I got you. <laughs> I hate, that's, a, that's called entertainment, my friend. <laughs> that's what that is. <laughs> Trying to glue you really split an E50 with fire? Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. It was. Well, a, it was. A link to that it's too. definitely a joke, but like it. But it's. But it was funny. But it worked. <laughs> you can do it. <laughs> yeah, we were like five seconds away from burning my garage down. It's fine. <laughs> I believe it. it. Sounds like yeah. It sounds like it. You probably gotta get that sucker real hot. You using like a plasma cutter or something? No, we just we just covered it in uh in carb cleaner. <laughs> In, inside, Blew it up. inside and out oh my gosh wow yeah wow yeah okay i'm gonna have to see that that's awesome yeah it's funny giving me good ideas now so dude you're like living in this town what 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 part of new york are you in again buffalo yeah buffalo cool like i i know there's a few riders up there like uh, have you met any other people that ride up there so i Mainly, if I ever ride, it's with guys in New, uh, in uh, Rochester. But uh, I know that there's um, a couple of guys here. But early on, um, er- early on, they uh, let's, let's just say people didn't like that I was flipping bikes and flipping bikes that they wanted. God. Let's just put it that way. So that you know, so no, I don't ride with anybody up here. It's just yeah. me. Uh, it's me and my wife, and uh, yeah, you know, I, honestly, I don't mind to put in some headphones, listen to some music, and uh, do my thing. I mean, that's the thing, though. Like, you know, trying to trying to trying to collect and trying to get the horde. Like I said, in, in Richmond, like it's there's definitely been those times where it's just become a competition. You know, like haha, like you know, you're, <laughs> you're beating your friends to the punch, but you know, there there are only so many mopeds people can buy, and if like someone scoops them all. You know, there's there's plenty of scenes that are like that. We're like, oh, dude, same guys getting all the getting all the deals. Like, what the fuck? But it is what yeah, it is. absolutely. Like, that's part of the game. If you're not looking for mopeds every day, you're never gonna find them. Yeah, I, I mean, that's really what it comes down to. Is like, how much do you want it? Yeah, but it takes I mean, that's, effort. That's a like, whole other thing. There's one thing when like a moped falls in your lap and someone knows like you work on mopeds and you got mopeds and they just like, oh yeah, I got one of those and they hand it to you for nothing next nothing if if not free. And then there's another thing where it's like, cool, like you're finding deals, like finding yeah. a, finding a bike that costs money for like a, like real money, like is like whatever, cool, like anyone can buy that. But finding a moped, like in today's time, that's selling for a good price, like sometimes that yeah. requires a little effort, and that, that oh yeah, that, dude, all that the effort might be looking every day, like on yep. on multiple sites under multiple searches. I remember people telling yeah. me like, yeah, like I search 
like you know like really they're like oh yeah i put in years and they just like search <laughs> you know stuff for years because sometimes people don't put moped or they don't put scooter you know i've our buddy thomas he's like yeah dude i found bikes all the time that were just listed as scooter they're oh like, yeah dude seriously you just gotta search the variations and whatnot yeah. too like i looked at a scooter yeah. picture and the guy had a moped in the background and i was like hey what's that in the background <laughs> you know motorcycle too if you put in motorcycle but then then you're like like you're really gonna get a lot of options like you're gonna get harleys and stuff but yeah, you gotta get that i mean if you really want to find a got it what's that little gold sifting pan i don't know what those things are called but it's like that <laughs> yeah yeah seriously yeah, sitting there in the, in, the, in, the, in the stream like shaking that little pot around on the internet <laughs> i think you're right i think it's just a gold sister <laughs> yeah, that might be what it's called i don't know <laughs> yeah so, I, it really does take effort like like uh i have only had a truck for about a year to get like the ma- vast majority i've had to like borrow trucks rent a truck for like some of those big hauls you saw and for a really really long time i was using a uh my wife's car which is a 2011 Volkswagen Golf. Oh, nice. So, like, that's a really small car. I would, I would take so, like, for instance, Poop Maxi. Take the front wheel off. Take the handlebars off. Put it in there sideways. Lift it up. Strap it in. And I mean, that's not. I mean, it's not a light thing. It's not effortless to put an entire moped in the back of a back of a car. There's and I did that with. There's definitely so skills to like finessing bikes into vehicles. <laughs> it really is. I mean, I, the max, I think I've, I've had three maxis in it and I probably could have done four. Damn. But you know, yeah. Where there's a will, there's a way. I remember like guy, we went to, we went to a moped rally down in Tampa. It was like last rally 2020 or whatever. He went to that and this dude like pulls up and like, he like took out his passenger seat. And I was like, that's dedication. That guy took out his passenger seat and put a moped in there. And I was like, this guy, I like this guy. This guy does mopeds. <laughs> I remember we, uh, we once went to, a, we went to an Ohio rally and it was just three of us and I, and I'm like a 19, like 90 something Toyota Corolla. And we just like, Ooh. we just disassembled our bikes and put them in the trunk <laughs> Like, I get it. I totally get it. We pulled up to the rally and we're just like the we're like the three people in the corner reassembling mopeds. <laughs> like uh forgot something. Forgot my engine. Forgot my motor. <laughs> yeah, gotta make, sure, gotta make sure all the parts are there. Don't blow it. Yeah, right. Yeah, you gotta like ride it to the car to make sure everything's there and then disassemble it. Yeah, yeah. Don't 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 disassemble indoors away from the car. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's hilarious. Yeah, that's some dedication right there. Dude, so you've been you've been like in the mopeds for a little while now, dude. You you the bugs bit you hard. You know, you're flipping bikes, you're building bikes, you're doing custom stuff, you're doing repairs. Have you like found your way to like the greater like moped community, like Moped Army and the Facebook groups and like rallies and stuff like that yet? So, um, yeah, I'm in I'm in like pretty much every single like uh Facebook group. I'm not on the moped wiki just because i really don't like to read i'm not a reader by any means so like that that's going to be a lot for me to like figure out i i have used the site a few times uh, especially early on in my uh, early days um never been to a rally would absolutely love to go to a rally but i mean as far as community goes i mean 
rest of cycles is kind of just like its own community of like a lot of European people. And I've just been really learning their culture and like all about all kinds of bikes that like we don't even have here, like Simzons and just all, just a bunch of different stuff. And, um, it's just kind of turned into its own little community. Like, like on TikTok, I'm about to hit, like, I'm coming up on 10 K just on TikTok, And like, I have a discord and stuff and we all just like chat. So I, I don't know, like as far as community goes, it's just kind of building its own. And I kind of, I, I talk to a lot of European kids. That's, that's kind of what it is. I, I would love to absolutely like get into the American stuff, but I feel like, it, like from the early days of when I was trying to justify owning mopeds, uh, I just ended up rubbing people like the wrong way. Like there's a couple of people that I considered like my friends and then they were like, Oh, you know what? Like you're, you're, you're not right for the community. So I'm out of here. Like, see ya. Mm-hmm. So, and that's happened to me a, a few times. So I've just kind of, I haven't reached out really. I mean, I post some stuff on the, you know, it's probably the fake moped army, but like the Facebook page moped army. Mm-hmm. And that's pretty much how, uh, the American community of mopeders ever see anything I do. Like that's pretty much it. Unless you follow like any of my socials, you yeah, know, like directly. But, yeah, I don't know. I just feel like, uh, I'd love to be more involved in the community, but at this point in time, I'd have to like, have like a piece of paper and been like, listen, this is, this is my mindset. This is like what I, this is why I did what I did. Nah, I wasn't dude, like screwing that, anybody over. No, 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 fuck that. Dude. You, you, there's no need to justify yourself. Like, just like you, pull, you, you hear, a, you hear a rally, you hear a ride out, you hear someone's, some groups throwing some event, you just pull up on your bike and ride. Like, yeah, <laughs> no one's gonna say shit, dude. Everyone's gonna have a blast. Once you once you pull up, there's there's always gonna be fucking internet talk. There's always gonna be some bullshit. Like that's like any any group that is you know basically online. Like eighty percent of the time, like that's that, the that human stuff, population yeah, right yeah, there. Like, that's that, just what's gonna that happen. All, that always happens. But like once you pull up and you're in person, you're riding people. People are like, dude, like yeah, like this fucking I'm- red and green bike is sick, dude. This thing rips. Like, <laughs> Let's go for a ride. This was this, what a that weekend. Sucks. It we broke down time. halfway through, but you know. Yeah. <laughs> and then you have just I, as much fun in the Phalo trailer. <laughs> Next year, I'm definitely going to. Um, I'm definitely going to be going to at least one rally uh, and just kind of um, just enjoy my time riding my bike with other people that also enjoy riding mopeds. It's like. Honestly, I think about a month ago, I rode with some guys out in Rochester. That was the first time I've ever ridden with anybody that had their own moped. That w- that the other people weren't riding my own, like my bike. Yeah. So, and dude, I had a blast. It was awesome. It really reminded me of the days where I was riding sport bikes with my buddies. And, you know, we were like going on like walking trails and we got like on like small <laughs> sections of highway entrances. Dude, we we had a blast, and I just uh, would love to continue to do that and just meet more people. So, like next year, my goal is to hit a rally, um, at least one rally, and you know, go from there. See, see what happens. I mean, come out, dude! Like the north, the northeast is killing it right now too. There's like, there's a holy smokes up that way. Like I think they're like New Haven or Connecticut or something like that. There's um the dirty burning broads that are up that way. 
There's a the, the, the Wizards the, or the something wizard, like that. Wizards, out here? Are, wizards are in Pennsylvania. Legions in Pennsylvania. Yeah. Uh, you got Upjet. You got the Diamond Daves. You got the Sunset Riders. All out of New York. Um, dude, wow. there's, there's 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 a New Jersey club that's uh, called uh, Moped Riot, and it's just like that's like a stalker scene. Like all their bikes are stock, and they just like rip around this little <laughs> this little like like tourist town, and like they're yeah. deep. They're deep. They're like a they're like. They're a different club because they're completely detached from Moped Army and the greater community of mopeds, except for Instagram. Like people know who I they are from Instagram, people. but like, yeah, as far as like rallies and like the Moped Army and like all the groups and all the other stuff that like everyone else that kind of knows each other from years of the internet, like they're like their own group who's just been doing mopeds in their in this little tourist town and killing it. Like I did an episode with really them. Cool. Listen to the episode; it's great. But I'm like, dude, they're that's a cool scene. I want to drive up there just to visit, you know, there's, right. there's a ton of stuff on the East coast. And like the best part about the East coast, like California and all the West coast clubs, they're sick. That's just, that shit's awesome. But like, they're all super far away from everyone else. Like the East. Yeah. Coast, there's no way. There's the East no coast, way. Everyone's so close. Like with, mm-hmm. with, within five hours, I could be at like fucking a like, lot, of a lot of different rides. Like, you know, yeah. that, that I could make in a day. On a day trip, mm-hmm. like stuff that's yeah, worth hitting for a day. I've gone to rallies just for the Saturday ride, you know. Like, cool, that's only six hours away, and we just like drive, you know, through the night, crash in the car or something in the morning, do the ride, and like leave. Like, you know, cool. We showed up and we did the ride. We had a blast, and like it wasn't that far. I love to take weekend trips, so like it's definitely up my alley as far as stuff to do. Yeah, dude. Uh, so yeah, that, that that really does sound fun. I'd want to bring like a buddy of mine because. I gotta get one of my friends to change their mind and get in the moped. It's like, bro, you can skip all the heartache of like, why isn't it doing this? Because I'll help you. You know what I mean? Yeah, and it's but, like, it's like, and we can we can ride together. Like they don't need to cry about it. It's like, dude, just ride the bike. Come back with a smile on your face. Like going. Here's my thing. Here's my take on motorcycles and mopeds. I love motorcycles. I've ridden motorcycles. They're awesome. They they serve a purpose. You get on the highway, you hit eighty, and you feel like you're going forty miles an hour. And like, you're, this is great. You know, they, they feel like nothing like, but riding a motorcycle in a city or in a town or in some place that's only 45 miles an hour or less, like sucks. It's, it's fucking boring. You're shifting gears. You're barely touching the throttle. Like you feel like you feel like you're like walking all, all the time. Like you feel like nothing's happening. And then you ride a Yeah, you got to go on a long trip. Yeah, you got to go somewhere. You got to like get like out on an open road where you can rip. And then you're like, ah, oh, yeah, mm-hmm. this is sick. You get that feeling inside of your gut. But riding a moped like at a city or like on some windy back roads where you're full throttle, like wide open, and you're tossing this little bike that weighs nothing left and right because you can just throw it around is the best feeling. And like doing that like, uh, yeah. in a group with – 50 plus other bikes all making the same noises like pipes starting to fucking resonate and like harmonize with each other and like your your <laughs> eyes are burning from the fucking two stroke at the stoplight like that shit's awesome dude nothing feels better i gotta get myself to the front of the line my eyes start to kill me <laughs> exactly <laughs> dude we've all been there like i wish my, yeah. my helmet had a fan <laughs> i always like throwing out those memes whenever anybody whenever there's always at least once a year when someone's like, Oh, I put on a, a little cart so I can bring my dog or like my kids. I always love throwing out that meme of like the little kid that's just looking like 
super high and he's in space. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? The pipes so going right towards his eyes, like the kid's yeah. stoned. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I was like die from like carbon monoxide poisoning, like outside. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That, that, that just just you saying the getting getting the eyes from the t-shirt. That's just yeah. what that reminds me of. We actually went to the we went to the the Legion rally in Philadelphia. Um, my my homie Thomas brought his dog and he had his dog like in a little backpack. And like huh? he actually had to, he actually put like an extra little piece on his exhaust pipe that kicked the exhaust out to the side because his pipe kind of shot straight up at the dog's back. So he's like, oh, <laughs> I gotta like put something on here so I'm not smoking my dog out all day. <laughs> well, that's that's good. I, I we just got a kitten and I, I'd love to bring a a kitten on a moped though. I don't think you're gonna like that. Uh, you gotta like leash leash train that cat. Do you get that cat cool being outdoors? I, I already got a I already got a little harness for him, but he's a little tiny. Yeah, I, I want I wanted to be a little cat dog. Yeah, I got a broken cat, so like it doesn't like it doesn't do anything. So I can just put it in like in its little bag and take it anywhere, and it's cool with just chilling. Like like if I take <laughs> my cat outside, it's not gonna escape. My cat doesn't even walk, dude. My cat's not. <laughs> my cat's into like laying down and like being taken <laughs> wherever you want him to go. <laughs> His hobbies include lying down and being taken wherever you want him to go. Oh, yeah. That's awesome. That sounds like a chill cat. Oh, oh, super (laughs) chill cat. She, like, lays down, licks her little paws, hangs out. Like, yeah, tinker, dude. Best cat. (laughs) Oh, first, that's my first cat. The only time I've had a cat, and and it's not, like, a real cat. Like, so it's funny. (laughs) Yeah, right? Yeah. If you were to actually get a real cat, that'd be a different story. I've also seen people who've had like even, I don't keep bringing Thomas up, dude, but my buddy had, like, a, a cat that he was it was like pretty much an outdoor cat. Like a cat goes outdoors. It comes home when it wants. It like brings him some roadkill. You know, it does all the things that cats do, but, but he took the cat to Lowe's with him, and the cat would like stand, the cat would like stand on his shoulder. He's like, yeah, I'm walking around Lowe's with a cat, cat on his shoulder. I'm like, this is weird. Shit. I take mine for car rides when I go to Lowe's, but I've never brought him inside. Not, now you're getting me thinking. Yeah, gotta get, him used to those, get him used to all those people, dude. Then you start taking on moped rides. Absolutely. <laughs> Dude, so like, as what what do you see for like the future of like your of your channel and like your the community you're building? You know, um, future. I uh, I would I would love to be able to be a uh, moped entertainer, man. I love I love like I would love people to just like reach out and be like, listen, I'm having this problem, and if I can't fix it, maybe I can send them in the right direction, or I just love talking about mopeds, dude. I annoy my wife with how much I would just want to talk about mopeds. Like, I just want, like, that's why I said the Discord, just to talk about mopeds. Like, or, or if anybody has, like, an issue, like, I just want to make a community of just mopeders. I mean, there's already communities out there, but, like, I, you know, having, like, all these European kids that really opened my eyes about a lot of stuff is, uh, it's pretty cool. And I learned a lot from them, so. Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, and, and and like I said, as far as, like, the feature goes, like, I'm working on getting the shop going, a big shop, and uh, I want to build it around what I want to do with mopeds, and I, I do not plan on getting out of this hobby by any means. So, I would love for this to be my – people always say, you know, it's 9 to 5, so you start a business, but when it's 24-7, so yeah. I would love – I would love for mopeds to be my 24 seven. It's what I think about when I wake up, go to bed, obviously not any, any more than 
my wife and responsibilities and stuff like that. But like the thing that really, that, that, that happy place where you want to go when you're really stressed out, this is, this is that for me. So like, nice. you know, that just kind of just always comes with the brain. You got to reach out to, uh, I don't know if you've heard of him or seen him on Instagram, but there's a couple of things that you should check out. You should check out, uh, Ed's moped shop. Like, yep. I follow him. Ed, yep, I've talked Ed, to him a couple of yeah. times. Talk to Ed, dude. Ed's like, he's been killing out there. He's really built like a community around like their club and their, and his shop, like doing everyone's bikes, like killing it out there. And then he's got like the custom, like, you know, fresh built home shop and, and it's sick. It's awesome. And he's been doing it for like years now. And then you got, um, vintage vintage Valley, which is in Pennsylvania, which is like super yep. sick moped shop. Like probably the fanciest looking moped shop I've ever seen. Like, I really want to go well, visit there. Early on when I was selling bikes, they actually came up here. The, the two owners of that place, they mm-hmm. came up here to scope out what I had going on. Luckily they found me in my early days, but, um, yeah, so, so I, I got to meet those guys, and they're really cool guys. I have yet to go down there and see their shop. I've seen pictures, but Vintage Valley uh, Motor Works, or um, I think I might have said that yeah, wrong. Val- but Valley Vintage Motor Works. They got it going on. That shop looks awesome. Yeah, it's a, it's the sickest looking shop. Just like aesthetically, like as far as like, this is a moped shop. I remember like going to Chicago and seeing moped. And being like, yo, this is a moped shop. This is cool. You walked in, and there's bikes hanging on the wall, and it looked legit. Like, I went to Second Stroke when it was in New York. I was like, oh, you walk in, like, cool, this is a moped shop. But you see Vintage Valley, and you're like, yo, this is a store. This is, like, some retail space. Like, this place is beautiful. Yeah. Like, and all these bikes are restored beautifully, and, like, it looks awesome. And I'm like, dude, that, mm-hmm. like, they got the rug. They got, like, swag. Like, it looks sick. Like, you know. Yeah, they got, like, uh, like machines in there to uh, play video games on. Yeah, it's like, cool. I, like, like, they got, like, old school. God, I wish I, I wish I was fucking 25 years old again, dude. Like, it would be so sick to have, like, that spot that's like, yo, this is the communal hangout spot, but it's the moped shop. It's like, yeah, we got coffee. Yeah, there's video games. Yeah, there's a couch. You know, like, a skateboard shop where the kids would come in and, like, you know, like, you got a mini ramp in the corner and, like, there's the couch playing, like, you know, skate videos all day and, like, young kids are just coming and hanging out in your skateboard shop, like, watching the fucking skate videos and, like, going out back to yep. skate. Like, I wish there was that, but mopeds, like, you know, and in my city, but we don't, we don't have that. We probably never will, but like, it's a, it's, it's the dream, you know, it's sick. Like, like a true, like communal, like spot. That's also like a business. Yeah. I, um, I, I'm actually in works right now with a guy that has that. Uh, this is the in between my own personal shop and what I'm doing now. I actually have a guy that, um, he's getting a, well, uh, theoretically if everything goes to plan he's getting a shop and he's got like an entire entire bay like for a semi-truck that he's probably not going to use and um kind of thinking like like what you're saying like that might be a cool thing to do i don't know really anybody out here but um yeah man if you could just make a spot where people can bring their bike maybe leave it overnight or something and just hang out talk and just you know, ride, come back, sit on the couch, ride home. Got to like just, find that little college uh, town, that little college community, and just trick all the kids out, dude. Like, listen here, let all these little kids at the college like ride mopeds. I know you want to get around this freshman year. This is how. Here's a moped, three hundred bucks. Yeah, right. And then you, you get them all hooked like for cheap, and then like they stick around forever. Yeah, yeah, dude. And then they, and then they realize that three hundred bucks was an amazing deal. 
Like that, that might be the only way, dude. That might that might be the only way to like just like you just trick all these people into getting bikes. Like the way the way they they bit you, you you get them get them get them on the cheap. Cool. Here's a th- here's here's a cheap bike that works and runs and gets you around town. Oh wait, you want to know a little more about it? Oh, you need the pipe. Cool. Like oh, you want to learn how to fix it? And next thing you know, you have like little ten minions, dude. You got you got a scene going. You know? Yeah. Oh, 18 miles per hour isn't fast enough? Shocker. Well, this is how you go faster. And, and then you guys are killing it, dude. Next thing you know, you got a club, the fucking the resto boys, and you guys are pulling up in valleys, <laughs> and you're like standing around the fire pit with the rest of us, like having like deep, deep in-depth conversations about mopeds at 3 a.m., like when you should be sleeping in your tent, you know? like. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds awesome. Honestly. Those are vibes you want, dude. That's why you got to show up at the rally, dude. Like, you know, you find yourself like getting like andied in the corner, like – like, you know, he just like talking your ear off about mopeds until 4 a.m. while someone's getting a stick and poke behind you. Yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, you also got to check out, dude, you got to check out uh, Vintage Moped World. It's like a new, like, IG account, like, thing that our homies over in Europe are kind of starting. It's like they're trying to spread this, like, worldwide, like, little page thing. I don't know. They added me to it, and it, it's looking cool. They're getting it going. They're working. It's on out. Facebook too, right? They got a Facebook group. Yeah, it's Facebook. They got a YouTube. They got an IG. Like, and they're trying to they're trying to get the thing going for like just like a the main the main guy's name is John, right? Yeah, yeah. He's reached out to me a few times. I uh, just like I I wasn't sure what was all going on there, but I mean, if you're if you're saying it's pretty sweet, I'll look into it some more. There's just like I just back everyone who's trying to like do things in mopeds. Like, there's not. Like I said, Absolutely. There's, there's not a ton of moped content. There's not a lot of ton of people trying to push like groups and communities and like make this like more than it is. And mm-hmm. kind of, we kind of need it because with like, without new people getting into it, the whole thing's going to die eventually, you know, it'll, yeah, probably, it'll, yeah, probably, it'll probably never die. But if, if there's not new blood coming in and new people coming in and pushing the thing forward, it's going to kind of fizzle and not be like, you know, be like, oh, I'll back, you know, I don't want to be fucking like old and be like, oh, back in my day, fucking mopeds. Yeah. I want to be like 20 years from now, I'm like pulling up to the spot and be like, yeah, we're still killing it. What's up? You know? <laughs> still alive. Never going to die. Yeah. You know, that's what I'm talking about, dude. Like speaking of like <laughs> stuff like that, like, like. Like I said, I took I took some time off the podcast for like the life stuff hitting hard, but like yeah. there's all sorts of shit going on like in the community right now. Like Treatland just came out with like these new Hobbit mags that like that's sick. Like people have been sweating Hobbit mags for years, and like I got my first set of Hobbit mags I think on my on my first Hobbit, and it was like they cost me two hundred dollars. And now like you know to get some old beat up dented like Hobbit mags, it would cost five hundred bucks. 600 bucks if it had like you know brake pads and stuff and now yeah treats has brand new powder coated beautiful get them in multiple colors like what color do you want pick it you know oh they're like producing them what's up are they like producing them yeah like they're making them yes oh that's really cool Treatland, brand new hobbit mags from the store like like the day one never use and they get, they're getting CNC'd uh break, break plates and stuff made. That'll be out in November or December. So that's a move. Dude. That's a power play because people have been sweating Hobbit Max forever and they couldn't get them. And now like, well, you know, now they're readily available. Like, you know, it's like, Oh, it's a Friday. I feel like buying some mags. There you go. Hop on Treatland. 
And then like, yeah, they got them. That's really cool. Like what else is happening, happening right now? Just, I don't know. I'm like spinning off into like community stuff for a second, but I'm just like, dude, like I'm just pumped on it. You know, like, like m- new moped club submissions is going down right now. Um, if you are in a new moped club, like I'm talking about my NARPs, I'm talking about my Cobra Kings. I'm talking about firing squad. I'm talking about fucking my dirty bird and broads, Holy smokes, two smokes, all the clubs out there that are doing their thing, dude, fucking syndicates, dude, apply to moped army like we need new gloves we need everyone to get into this thing and keep it moving uh applications are due by the by the 30th so this is last week you got five days if you want to you know try to get into moped army this year or like at least get your name in the pot so people know who your club is besides like instagram or like or, or pulling up the rally like you want more people who've never seen you before to know who you are like at least throw your name in the pot so we can like get to know you. There's a little review session, you know, we'll take a couple of weeks to like discuss your club and like talk on the internet and be like, Oh cool. Nice to meet you guys. And then people know who you are. Um, state of the branch, uh, state of the branch branch reports going down right now in MA. So for all the current moped clubs that are in MA, like hop on, tell us how your club's doing, what you guys have been up to, how you've been surviving you know, since COVID, what you, what you guys did this year. If you did anything or if you guys are just at home blowing it, you know, dicking your hand, like whatever, let us know what the deal is. And then there was a call out for open branch retirement. I don't think anyone got retired this year, but you know, uh, shout out to smoke squad. My homies, um, they got new members this year, which was tight. It's always cool seeing like clubs that have been around for a long time. Like I know you, you're not in a club and you don't know, but like there's like moped clubs that have been in this game doing mopeds for over a decade. And it's, it's sick to me to see like clubs like that still growing like, you know, growing a club, like quote unquote, a club, quote unquote, growing for mopeds. You know, it's not like, oh, we got 50 people in this club. You know, it's like, no, there's like seven homies in this thing and you call it a moped club. And that, you know, the year you get one or two new people, it's like, that's a big deal. That's cool. And like, for me, like seeing like clubs like that, that have been around for a long time, like get two new guys and a new prospect in the same year, like that's that's kind of a big deal it's like they're still pushing the thing forward they're still like you know trying to stay active and keep playing mopeds and like who doesn't want to do that dude we all want to be fucking living never neverland and it's like have fun and be kids and like you know be young at heart you know i got we all got jobs and responsibilities and mortgages and life and stuff going on but like to get on your moped and ride with your friends and then get one of your other homies into mopeds like how stoked would you be right now if you got one of your best friends in the mopeds and he got stoked on it. And next thing you know, he was collecting bikes and fucking trying to do the shit that you're doing and then trying to one up you. That'd be sick. I love the competition. That'd be awesome. It'd be tight. <laughs> It'd be tight. Dude, really, you're like, you go out for a ride on a Friday night and your homie's like, ah, dude, I had you. Like, what's up? Like your shit's slow. <laughs> so you got that maxi. Yeah, I exactly, see how it dude. Like, that's what it's about to me, man. Like, that little like camaraderie, the little fun you're having, poking fun at each other, like that's mopeds, dude. Like, I don't know. Like, it's cool, cool too. Like, like my, like I said, the first club ever from my town is called Hell Satan's, and like they kind of like out the pasture. They went emeritus status on Moped Army. Like a lot of like I, you know, I still see some of them around here and there, but like they're not like super active in mopeds. And like the last one of their homies was one of the last guys to get into their club was still active in Richmond, but he was the last one. Like he was like the last surviving soldier of their club. And like, he just got patched over to our friends club smog squad. So I'm like super pumped to see that our homie tab got like patched over. It's like, cool. Like, 
you're not alone anymore. You're not like the only dude holding down a set, you know? I don't mm-hmm. know. It's, it's cool. Like, no, that is cool. Yeah. It's, it's kind of just bringing the knowledge somewhere else. Yeah. Meeting, meeting other people. That's really cool. Mopeds are rad. There's all sorts of stuff going on too. Like, uh, like we got the, we got the, the moped GP. I don't know if you've heard of that stuff. Have you heard of the, the GP races? Uh, yeah, I've heard of it. I've just, I, I haven't looked into it at all. Dude, that you might be into that too, dude. They have like, so they have them out East. They have the East coast races. I think they've been, they've been happening in Boston. They have Mo- moped GP Midwest. They have it out West. Uh, they actually have a moped dirt GP dirt edition, like the off-road ev- version happening in Nebraska in October. And like, it's, it's cool. There's all this shit going down, but it's like for the, for those, for the GP stuff, it's like, you don't even need a fast bike. You can bring a stocker. They have a stock class. So it's like, cool. Like you want to just like get out and socialize with people and like do something different on mopeds. Like go race your stock moped around a track with like, you know, a couple other knuckleheads, dude. It's fun. I really wanted to go down to that, uh, that race that they're doing in uh, Florida. Ooh, cause, cause I was watching all that pooch master. Yeah. I was, the, the pooch master. I, uh, I was watching, um, just all the back and forth. I'm like, Oh, I gotta be there. I'm not going to be there, unfortunately, but I really want him to be there. Yeah. I mean, there's something to be said about it. Like that was like, that's another one of those moped scenes that kind of happened on their own, their, in their own bubble. Like, yeah. Separate from moped army, separate from like, like, and it's been, it's been around just as long. Like moped army has been around for, I think 22 years now. I think they, they had MA 20 rally a couple years ago. So maybe moped army has been around for like 22, 23 years or something. But in deep South Florida, there's been this drag racing pook and Tomos mopeds for 20 years. Like these dudes have been doing this down there forever. And it's like completely outlaw, completely like we're not on a track. We just find some street and we call people out and they're down there betting money, like grilling out like the back of a pickup truck on the side of the road, just like tailgating <laughs> with your homies, yeah. drinking beer and fucking frying barbecue on the side of the road while you're drag racing money and everyone's making side bets. Like this is insane. Like you would never think something like that would happen in mopeds. It's like, this isn't some car. You don't have like some Mustang versus some like Camaro, like uh, meet me at night, you know, like it's, it's, it's crazy that like that's happening down there. And then like the shit talk on the internet's funny. Cause like, who doesn't like to see shit talk? Like, you know, we're not going to lie. Like we're, we all, we're all entertained watching. We all want to see what happens. We all want to like see those dudes get beat. And they're just like, yeah, bring it on, dude. Who's going to beat me? Like I got nitrous. Like, <laughs> Yeah, the bike he builds is crazy. I, I love, I love what he does. I'm spray painting my cases, all of it. Like I'm spray painting the whole thing. Like it's all red. This whole <laughs> yeah, thing, everything's red. This whole thing's built with RTV. Like how much RTV? I don't know. More than anyone else. <laughs> it's, it's only dying. meant to do two races. Yeah, dude. And then he rebuilds it. He's got to clean this shit out because he's running like methanol or something. You know. Yeah, he got like race too. I had Tyrone on the I had Tyrone on the episode. He's we have I don't remember which episode, but you can go back and find it. Like we had Yeah, I gotta find that one. We had Tyrone Stokes on. And then I had um I had uh fuck. I feel bad, I forget your name, but I'm not gonna go look it up. That's that's too much work. I had the fucking dude with the yellow hobbit, Craig Scott, that went down there to race him, like from from Yeah, yeah, that was a big back and forth right there. Yeah, I had Craig Scott on too, like and he went down there. And this time it's like Steven, right? Steven yeah, Cosmo old, or something. Old, old Bourbon Steve from Tampa. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. 
He was talking mad crap. Everyone's talking crap. I feel like that's part of the game. Like if you're gonna do the drag racing thing, like part of it, part of it means you have to you have to talk smack, or else like it like it, it, it like it's got to be hype to it. Like that's all it is. It's all hype, dude. They're just like we got to hype it up. We got to keep it interesting. So they just got to keep talking shit. You know, sending sending, yeah. sending videos like yeah, this is the bike running. Yeah, you see it now. You gave me time. Now I'm coming for your ass. Like, you know, I love, I love how they, uh, how their little jockeys are like literally planking on the bike. Oh yeah, dude. Pulling that fucking, that, that, that Frenchman, dude. The flying, <laughs> we call that the flying Frenchman, dude. Look that's at, hilarious. Look, look that shit up. That's old school. That's some, that's some motor cane tech right there, dude. The flying Frenchman. <laughs> it's real. Um, I, I will right after this. I'm yeah, yeah, check up. that shit out. That's real, dude. You, you hold, you hold your fork with one hand to break for your stabilizer you put your legs straight cool. up behind you. <laughs> no, yeah. thanks. And there's like, the thing is too, is like, yeah, they're fast. And that's, I feel like this is why that scene is so interesting to us because especially for all the people that are like super active in the moped community and go to moped rallies and have gone to moped GP and have gone to Baker's dozen. And I've seen all these crazy bikes like over the years, like all of us, all of us that are fucking watching this shit from the outside are like, Dude, I know someone who could take that guy. I know someone who could beat that guy. We all we all think, or we all quote unquote know that we know a guy that could beat them. But until they show up and beat them, it's all it's all internet. It's all it's all bullshit. It's all talk. Like yeah, I, absolutely. I one hundred percent think that I one hundred percent think that Jake Kane's fucking Toby could take him. I I one hundred percent think that like. A couple of the fucking land squids, moped GP derbies could take him. I I hundred percent think the fucking Tomahawks fifty cc motorbicane could take him. I think Smog Squad's got got a motorbicane that could take him. I think there's a ton of fast bikes in this country that could fucking take him. But I don't think we're ever gonna get the opportunity to really see it happen. And mm-hmm. I would love, dude. I would love nothing more than there to be like, let's make it official, dude. Let's make a fucking moped GP drag edition like cool you got moped gp midwest and east coast and west coast and it's on a track and you got the fucking moped gp dirt off-road version going down let's fucking make a drag strip version dude and you got to put it somewhere <laughs> i don't i wouldn't want to put it in deep florida because that's really out of the fucking way dude like for everybody for, yeah. ev- for everyone that's out of the way once you hit florida to get down there is another eight hours. Like that's bullshit. Yep. No one's trying to yeah, do that. Yeah, deep. That's deep. Yeah. Put that thing in like Georgia or somewhere. Yeah. You know, like southern Midwest. You know, south south mid. You know, somewhere around there, dude. And I think we get people to show up. I think you get people from a lot of places to show up if we put it somewhere that's not deep South Florida. And yeah, they're racing in like Miami. Like yeah, that's really deep, dude. really far. And if we did it like and make it legit, dude, put it on a fucking track. Like with put it on a track, like rent out the track, dude. Rent a track, put it on a track with lights. Like have that shit fucking food truck catered. Like have some, oh, yeah, have some awesome. prizes. Like have some rides. So you know people who aren't just like here to drag race can like go on a ride and enjoy themselves. Like you know, and then we'll end it with some drag races, and then the next day we'll start it with some drag races, and then do another ride. Like make some trophies, you know, make some stuff so that people can have bragging rights for the year and be like, all right, cool. Different classes and yeah, whatnot. Different classes, cool. Now we got bragging rights for the year. And next year we're gonna come back and see who's 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 holding it down, dude. Who wants the trophy this year? 
Like I think, yeah, absolutely. I think that they can make that a super big, like legit, like event with sponsors and raffles and a fucking raffle bike and a bunch of shit to give away. Like, I think it could be epic. I think that could be sick. Yeah, dude, that, that sounds, that sounds really cool. But who's going to do it? It just can't, it just can't be Miami. Yeah, it can't be in Miami. But but <laughs> but if you don't get those dudes to show up, it's not legit. So it's got to be close. Yeah, up. it's got to be close enough that they show you up. You got to have the pooch master. Yeah, you got to have pooch master, dude. You got to you got to have fucking king snake. You got to have yep. like the, those little go- goons down there in Miami that nobody knows, but they're down there talking shit. The ones who are racing king snake and all those guys for money. Some of them got to have something fast. I mean, I know, yeah, I know they all keep losing, but they got to have something fast. Like, I want to see them, like, you know, see those guys be- beat somebody else. You know, oh, cool. They won a couple of races at least. You know, they, you know, they feel good. <laughs> you know, once again, they're feeling, feeling pumped out, dude. Can't feel bad. I don't know. I think that could be epic. I think that could be one of the funnest events in the country. Yeah, absolutely. And, like, make absolutely. it legit and make it, like, make it in a way that a lot of people could see it, too. Like, I want to, I want to see it and not be there, you know? That's, that's kind of why I wanted to go because I was like, this is like, all it is is just like people talking and then older guys posting like bad photos of it. So I was like, if I go down there, like a lot of people could see what this is all about. Yeah. Like who's got like, the that'd be awesome. camera? Like who's streaming this thing live? Like, <laughs> yeah, like, absolutely. Cool. Let's, let's just get someone with the live stream going on IG or something at least like. You know, make it make it an Instagram account for it, so we can just like stream the thing live or something. You know. Yeah, that's what my plan was. I was just gonna go down there and live stream on TikTok for like some people to do it. Obviously, make some like other videos, but like yeah. live stream it. Yeah, we need the 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 bike walk downs, dude. Like, let's line them up, dude. Let's line them up. Let's make a show. Yeah. Let's make a show out of it, dude. What's going on down here? You could honestly. I mean, I don't know how many people would watch it. it might only last a season, but still, you know. What I mean, yeah. I mean, it definitely will... would be uh, the the small niche community of mopeders. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, it'd be a, yeah, it'd be a really small. <laughs> it'd be small, it'd be a very but, small operation, but, it, but it'd still be legit. I mean, I saw Corbett yeah, it'd be posted. good entertainment for moped people. Exactly. I mean, Corbett posted some walk around, or some dude posted a walk around that Corbett reposted or something the other day, and it was uh, it was like some supercharged Tomos LX. I'm like, okay, what's up with this thing? You know, we all want to see what's up, dude. Like, how's that thing run? I see you idling on a stand. That's bullshit. I don't care about that. Yo, speaking yeah, of right. that, speaking of that, the, this whole drag thing, I can't remember. God, I have it in my phone. I'm not going to look it up. That's too much work. But there's this company. Someone posted it on Instagram, like some moped guy, like bought one and like used it or whatever. But there's this little device that's for drag racing that gives you like, you just, it's like a GPS tracker that, that clocks your mileage, your quarter mile, your eighth mile, all the shit off this little GPS box that you just like put on your person or on your bike. And it's legit. Like, like they're using it for drag racing cars and stuff. And it's like a legit timer. So you can get like real, like, on the point run times, not like, Oh yeah. Like, you know, you're guessing it. All the Florida boys are guessing that shit, dude. They're kind of saying what they think it is. They're kind of hand timing it, but they're, they're, they're yeah. take, their takeoff times are like, you know, little stopwatch on their arbitrary. Phone. Yeah. Yeah. Like I want that real shit. Like, cool. Where's the GPS data? You know, I'm trying to, yeah, like, that is actually really cool. Yeah. I'm trying to message. I'm trying to get one for the podcast to give away. Like if I can get it for the podcast, I'm going to like get one and we're going to like use it and test it out or whatever. And then like fucking give it away on an episode or something. But I think, I think that's, that's cool. I think that thing's cool, dude. That's a sick, that's a sick device. 
I'm, I, I, dude, I love giving stuff away. I'm, I'm waiting for a box right now with something to give away. Um, have you, have you seen that? Uh, have you heard of the, uh, the worth it guy? No. Uh, that, that does the, uh, 3d printed intakes. No, I saw you had some on your page. Yeah. He, uh, he, he, he redesigned it to be like stronger and whatnot. And I gotta say, I threw one on my bike. And it is definitely faster. Like he, he said that it uh, increases like the horsepower. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is not a paid uh, sponsorship, by the way. Um, <laughs> and uh, dude, I gotta say it's actually pretty sick. I mean, the the first model that he had was uh, a little um, flimsy, but he like redesigned it, and uh, it it I, I'm, he said it's a lot stronger. So like I'm I'm excited for those to come in, and I'm hoping to give those away too. Oh yeah. That's uh, that's nice. But um, I have to check that out for sure. I know someone posted some video of like a three D printed like uh, intake or something the other day, but I can't remember who it was. And they were like running it through gasoline. They had like soaking in gasoline. Like, oh yeah, you soak it in gas and it gets all shiny. It's cool. Like, you know. (laughs) That's weird. One of the guys in Legion makes um makes a three D printed slides for shawls. So they're like uh, they give you like better flow like on your shawl slide. I'm not. What is that? What? what the, the, maybe I just don't know the terminology. The slide, like in the shawl, like in the shawl carburetor, the SHA. Oh, yeah. Oh, the, the, yeah. yeah. Little plastic okay. slide. He makes 3D printed slides that have cutouts. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah, like I, I have one around here somewhere. Like we gave, we gave some away on a podcast uh-huh. episode. I don't know where. I thought I had an extra one. I don't know where it went. Huh. Yeah, I'd imagine losing that's pretty simple. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. It's pretty small. And I and I Oh, that's cool. I, who who does that? I'd love to reach out to him. Um uh, I can find him. I can't remember his name off the top of my head cuz like I'm bad at remembering names, but he's in uh no, Legion. Okay. He's in Legion Moped Club. So if you like just like looked up Legion LGN, you could probably find, you know, a post a rabbit hole or a rabbit yeah, trail or whatever to yeah. find fun. Yeah, I got you. I could find it and like send it to you too. Like after the fact, you know, yeah. When I'm not on the spot, you know, you know, a pod- <laughs> a podcast goes. You just we just talk uh, left and right. You know, you never know which way we're going here. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, pretty out of left field. Yeah, I can't, I can't, I can't always pull pull it out my ass, dude. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. Oh man, dude. But dude, fuck. Let's fucking wrap it up, man. Like. I've had a blast talking to you. It's been nice to to meet you and just get to hang out and know a little bit about what you have going on. Yeah, man, it's good to it's good to talk to you too. I've I've early on wanted to surround myself with some more moped content, and I, I stumbled upon uh, your podcast. I've been listening for a while, um, so like I yeah I like I I've heard what you've done. So you know I I super honored to uh, have the uh, um the invite onto your show. So it's, it's really cool. Give me a chance to uh, reach out and let other people know that, you know, what I'm doing. So I oh, appreciate yeah. that, man. Well, I appreciate you too, dude. Like, like I said, like there's not a lot of people making moped content, like, and you know, you're one of the few that are doing it. So, you know, it's legit a short list, uh, at, which is also a shout out to, um, uh, fuck dude. I'm bad with names. I always do this shit. Steph, uh, Stephen Davidson. Fuck. I can't remember what Steve. I don't know. I blew it. I blew it hard, but whatever. Like he's, <laughs> he did, uh, he like did the blog on Baker's dozen last year and he made, he has a blog 
that I'll just like, I'll just put in the fucking show notes. So I'm not an asshole, but like, he's got a blog <laughs> and like, that's another like form of content. Like back in the day, there were a ton of like moped blogs, like, you know, people with, like, <laughs> little like blog sites. Like if it wasn't for Peter from the ghost riders blog, I would have never got a hobbit. I would have never got a motorcane. I probably would have never got a moped, but that dude's blog, like was pretty, pretty substantial to me. And that's another thing. It's kind of like faded away from like mopeds, like that, that form of content. So like he's doing, you know, he's Jesse's doing a blog, Jeffy Stevenson. I think that's his name. I think I'm saying it right, but yeah, he's doing a blog and it's cool. And like, I think one of the posts he made recently was just like, yo, here are like moped content providers. And it had, you know, a couple YouTubers and a couple like podcasts and stuff like that listed on his site. And I was like, dude, that's cool. Like, appreciate that. Cause like, it's not a lot. So I think, no, thing, no. see, like I saw like your video the other day and like, you just did a one that was just like, cool. Like, just me going for a ride. And like, you're like, yo, we're here. We're going for a ride. Check it out. And you're kind of talking while you're riding. That's another one that I really think's missing. I really wish I had time to do it, but like mo- moto vlogging, like it's like a big thing. Yeah. It's a big thing in motorcycles. Like you see it all the time. Like, yo, moto, moto vlogger, cool. You ride and you, and you vlog while riding. And I think that's something that mopeds is like, does not have like, yeah, absolutely. There's no motor vloggers and think of all the rallies we've been on and all the group rides and all the cool shit that's happened where like, yeah, you might see some after like ride footage from someone's GoPro or something, but there's no, like, there's none of it to like, kind of like tell the story. Yeah. That tells the story and like, keeps you like, you know, engaged. Like, it's just like, Oh cool. Here's some, here's some raw footage of this ride we went on. It's like, I, yeah, I love like, I tried to figure it out for one. Well, I figured it out, but I just didn't take the time to do it all. But I think it would be sick to have it like, cool. You have the the vlog set up with the helmet. And then like, you know, you do like a, with your group too. Like you hook up a couple of stenos and like your homies are all talking together and you're like, you're having the conversation like, yo dude, like where are you at? Like, cool. We're in the pack. Yo, check this out. Check that out. Like, yo, let's blast to the front. All right, let's get it. All of us. Like, you know, that'd be sick. Yeah, absolutely. I, I was actually, I, I had so much fun making that video that uh, you're talking about. Um, that's the first time I did anything like that. And it's actually doing really good considering how small of a YouTube channel I am. So I, I might have to like keep on doing some videos like that. Cause people definitely uh, enjoyed it for the, mo- for the most part. I mean, obviously it's my first time doing that one. So it wasn't too spectacular, I mean, but, but it's, um, it's just, there's still. a lack of it. There's none of it. So there's, yeah. there are zero moto vloggers and mopeds, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. So someone to fill the void and like, and I feel like, this is a this is a call for anyone who's listening to this episode too. You got a GoPro, get the microphone attachment, you know, hook it up to your fucking Cinna and your GoPro and all that shit and and become the moto vlogger. You know, we need right. we, we need more. You know, put the put the put one GoPro facing you so we can see your face. You know, put one GoPro on your helmet facing outward. Put the three the fucking 360 camera on the tail. You know, let's get legit with it and let's fucking see legit moto vlogging. All you have to do is go on YouTube Type in MotoVlog and copy what they do. Yeah, seriously, it's not it. hard. You don't you don't have yeah. to, you don't gotta redraw redraw the wheel. You don't gotta fucking figure it out. Like you just like copy what they do and do it, but make it for mopeds, and I'll love it. I'll watch every episode. Hundred percent, hundred percent. I'm there watching all of it. But that's it. Yeah, let's wrap it up, dude. Thanks for coming on. I appreciate it. It was cool hanging out with you. I'd love to, you know, follow up again. Like, you know, if you got some shit going on, you got some stuff you're doing, 
something exciting. You finally made it to a rally. You're, you know, you got your shop going. Like, hit me up, dude. Look, I'll, I'll have you back home. We'll do it again. Yeah, absolutely. I'd love to. Sick. All right, bro. Well, I'll talk to you later, and I'll have it out tomorrow. And if I remember all the things we talked about, I'll send you a thousand links. But yeah, right. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> but that's one hard part of the podcast. Like, uh, like everything's in in out the mouth, and definitely not back in the ears. I I don't remember anything I say. No, I I, I totally get it. There's no no hard feelings if you send me no links. <laughs> I'm gonna look up the the flying Frenchman or whatever oh, that was. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, cool. Uh, so, so you said it's going up tomorrow, then? Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna edit. I'm gonna edit tonight, and I'll have it up tomorrow. I'll probably. It's early too. It's like ten. Like I'll have. I'll probably have it done editing tonight. I'll probably have it like scheduled, like to post, like at like six a.m. or something. Perfect. Well, cool, man. I appreciate it. And uh, like I said, seriously, I do. I, I do really appreciate you uh, giving me a spot on the show. Like. Yeah, of course. Pretty cool. Yeah. It's been fun, dude. Like, I'll I'll tag you and everything tomorrow too. Like, I probably won't make the internet post, like Instagram post or something, until probably like lunchtime at work or something, like noon or something like that. But okay, when I, um, when, I, when I do, I'll tag you and everything. You know how to uh, like invite a creator on Instagram when you? I don't know if you post uh, your Instagram stuff. Like, uh, um, who's the other guy that does? Uh, Old Jimmy, second chance. Uh, yeah, second chance. So you know how he will do a post, and it'll be like, uh, you know, oh, uh, we did a thing with uh, Moped Monday podcast. Do, do you do you do something like that on Insta? Yeah. Um, I don't know if you know how to invite a creator to where your post would also go to my post, and then my post would also be your post. Um, if you know how to do that, feel free, and um, your post will pop up on my account if you if you want to or or if you want to just do your own thing like uh how you're going to that's fine too um but uh that's a, it's, it's a good way to you know it, like your post will also hit everybody that's going to see my post is what i'm saying i got you if, I, I, if that makes sense i'll try to figure it out i know there, i know how to tag and i don't i don't know you know i can look into it <laughs> It, it should be it should be straightforward if you're on Instagram. You, you'll see it when you go to tag somebody. I'm pretty sure it's right there. It also says like invite uh, creator, and then your post won't go live on my post until I accept it. So, Got but it. like I said, feel no, free. No. You don't even have to do that. that doesn't, no, no, whatever. No, I'm no just, it's it's easy. I figured it out. Like it's like when you go to tag, you just uh, when you collect when you actually tag the person, you just you just uh, hit invite collaborator. Yep, yep, that's it. And uh, your post will literally have uh, your name first, and then and my name, and then it'll be two separate posts, but it's one post. So cool. Well, I will tag you as a collaborator. Cool, man. I uh, I appreciate it, and uh, you have a good night. It was fun talking to you, and uh, we should do this again sometime. Hell yeah, definitely, bro. Appreciate it. All right, man. Have a good one. Again, guys, that's Andrew from Resto Cycles. Check him out on Instagram. He's also got a Discord and some other stuff going on, YouTube channel. But, yeah, check him out. Yes, sir. Later, homie. See ya. All right, guys, again, dude, that was Andrew from Resto Cycles. You can follow him on Instagram, check out his Discord, check out his YouTube page. Like, cool dude. I'm you know, I'm glad I got to spend some time meeting him. 
And then uh, also, man, thank you guys for listening to the podcast. I'm glad to be back at it. Like, I'm having a blast. Like, I had a great time on this episode. I uh, hope it's not too long for you. Uh, <laughs> got, a, got a little long-winded on this one. But, you know, we, you've had a couple of weeks off, dude. So, you know, you might have missed me. I don't know if you have or you have not. Um, side note, if you made it all to the end of the episode, I'm going to bust out a little bonus here. Um, I've decided that there's no rule that says a moped podcast can't also be a band. So I'm going to proceed to making the podcast into a band. I don't know what sense that makes. Cause I, cause it doesn't, I'm just going to like make songs, um, that, that, uh, can, that, that only relate to a small, small, small group of people that, uh, that ride mopeds <laughs> and no one outside of mopeds is going to care at all. And a lot of people who ride mopeds aren't going to care at all, but it'll be funny regardless to myself. Cause I don't know, I enjoy making music and I haven't had a lot of time to do that in the last couple of years. And now I'm like, okay, cool. Like, Got the kid. I'm gonna be spending more time at home and be chilling. And I was like, I need to like find some more things I can do like indoors. Like I don't want to take a kid in the garage and get them all fucking oiled up. So I'm like, oh, I need to be like indoors and like present. And I'm like, like cool. I'm gonna write some music because that's fun. So yeah, I'm writing some songs about mopeds. So I'm gonna like play one for the outro of this episode. Uh, shout out to all the clubs who are applying to Moped Army this year. I hope you I hope you do. I love to if I can read your threads and like and do the review thing and get to know you guys. If you want to be on an episode and talk about your club and you know have a digital recorded content to let people know who you are and what you guys are about, it's fun. I try to do it the last couple of years. So I'm down. So if you are applying to Moped Army, hit me up. Uh the email is mopedmondaypodcast at gmail dot com and I'll get you guys on an episode and we can, you know, chat it up so people can, you know, know a little bit more about your club and I will post it in your review thread when that comes up. Also, if you want to leave us a voicemail to, you know, tell us how much you missed the podcast, if you did or did not, or, you know, what you guys got going on in your area, what's coming up, you know, in the scene lately or what's happening this winter. Like you got some projects, you got some shout outs you want to make, whatever, dude. Uh, you got some questions you want to ask or a topic you think we should get into on the podcast. Or if you even have like, you know, a guest that you think should be on or you yourself would like to be on, hit the voicemail, dude. The number is 804-638-9533. Again, the voicemail line is 804-638-9533. And, you know, we'll get into it. And, yeah, besides that, man, fuck your car. Ride a moped. Dude, there's like so many songs about skateboarding, but none about moped.